Alhamdulillah Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyiyati a'malina min yahdihillahu falamudillalah wa min yudlil falahadiyalah Ashadu an la ilaha illa Allahu wahdahu la sharika lah wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh Surawatullahi wa salamuhu alayhi Amma ba'd Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu attaqullaha haqqa tuqatih Wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun Ya ayyuhalnas Ittaqu rabbakum alladhi khalaqakum min nafsin wahida Wa khalaqa minha zawjaha Wa batha minhuma rijalan kathiran wa nisaa'a واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وأحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار ثم أما بعد الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام والسنة all praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah. We continue going over the tremendous book by the Fadilat al-Shaykh al-Allama al-Imam Imam bin Baz rahimahullahu ta'ala. The book which is entitled Durus al-Muhammah li'amat al-Ummah. The book which is entitled Important lessons for the general masses of the Ummah. The Imam Rahmatullah in explaining the dangers of a shirk, he and explaining the the dangers of a shirk and going over its categories, he begins with the greatest of the categories of a shirk. And that is uh, shirk al-akbar. Shirk al-akbar. And bi-ithnillahi ta'ala, I encourage... Each and every participant in these classes to get a pen and paper or have with them a pen and a paper and a notepad that is dedicated to their classes in general, uh, but this one in specific.
so that they may keep good organized notes bithnilahi ta'ala the imam imam bin baz rahimahullahu ta'ala he goes on and he says الشرك الأكبر يوجب حبوط العمل that major shirk it necessitates the loss of actions or it necessitates that actions are rendered null and void that they do not count نعم and for anyone who is concerned about their well-being in the hereafter then they have to have a concern as relates to their actions they have to have a concern as relates to their righteous good deeds so anything that jeopardizes anything that jeopardizes an individual's deeds then bila shak bila raib is something that is uh, not to be tolerated right it's something that is extremely dangerous because it will jeopardize our deeds. Naam. What is meant by the loss of actions? A butlan, the Sheikh Sheikh Abdul Razak bin Sheikh Abdul Muhsin al Abad al Badr, Hafidhumullahu Ta'ala, he mentions that what is intended and what is meant by that, a butlan al Amal, that, yani, butlan al Amal. That actions are null and void. But which actions? Because remember now, we're speaking about shirk al-akbar, the major shirk. So when the actions are lost, which actions are lost? The Shaykh he mentions, he says, Butulan al-amal kullihi. All of the actions are lost. That when a person does shirk al-akbar, when shirk al-akbar mixes with a person, mixes with their actions, all of their actions are lost. Every single good deed that they do is gone. Does not count. Naam. The Shaykh he mentions, Shaykh Abdul Razak, he mentions, he says, كما قال الله تعالى أو كما قال الله سبحانه وتعالى As Allah سبحانه وتعالى he says in his noble book, وَلَقَدْ أُوحِيَ إِلَيْكَ وَإِلَّا الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكَ لَإِنْ أَشْرَكْتَ لَيَحْبَطَنَّ عَمَلُكَ وَلَا تَكُنَنَّ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ بَلِ اللَّهَ فَعْبُدْ وَكُنْ مِنَ الشَّاكِرِينَ Allah Ta'ala, he says in Surah Al-Zumar, <coughs> in his, vo- his verse 65 and verse 66, Allah Jal, he says what means, and verily it has been revealed to you, meaning Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that verily indeed it has been revealed to you and to those who came before you it has been revealed to you and to those who came before you meaning who? meaning the other Prophets so this was something that was revealed to all of the Prophets and all of the messengers, that shirk is that that which will render all of a person's actions null and void. They won't. They will not count. 
So Allah Ta'ala, He says, He goes on to say, لَإِنْ أَشْرَكْتَ لَيَحْبَطَنَّ عَمَلُكَ That if you make shirk, meaning shirk akbar, if you make shirk al-akbar, if you make major shirk, then all of your actions will be rendered null and void. وَلَا مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ And indefinitely, undoubtedly, you will be from the losers. Naam. This construction is a construction of emphasis. So when it says, That undoubtedly, definitely, without doubt, indeed, you will be from the losers. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this to who? To our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and to all of the prophets and messengers before. So who is being addressed now? The best of mankind, the prophets and the messengers. They were told that if you make shirk, all of your actions will be voided out. None of them will count. This is addressing the prophets and the messengers. The Prophet Muhammad وسلم, who was the best of the prophets and the messengers, it was said to him that if you, even you, O Muhammad, if you make shirk, all of your actions are rendered null and void, will be rendered null and void. So this, we benefit from it because it shows that what? That when it comes to shirk, it is never acceptable. Never. Under any circumstance, is shirk acceptable? Under any circumstance, is shirk acceptable? Never. Is never acceptable. Naam. And no matter who does it, no matter who does it, it is still a violation and they are still under severe threat. Rather, Allah Azza wa Jal says that despite no matter who does it, la takunanna mil khasirin. That undoubtedly, most definitely, you will be from the losers. So there's no exceptions. There's no exceptions whatsoever. So this shows you how dangerous shirk is. That no matter how much of a level an individual has reached. No matter how virtuous an individual. If they make shirk, they are finished. They are done. No matter how virtuous, they are done. Because you do not get more virtuous than those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen to send his message. And that are the prophets and the messengers. You don't get better than them. And even from them, the best of them, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the like was revealed unto him as well. And no one, no one will get near to the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because he is the best of the children of Adam alayhi salatu wa So this shows us the danger of shirk. It shows us the danger of shirk. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He commands, He commands us. As it goes on to say in the next ayah, So therefore worship Allah alone. Worship Allah alone. Worship Allah alone and be from those who show thanks. Be from those who show gratitude. Be from those who are thankful. Naam. So when one looks at this, then they realize that Nam showing gratitude and thanks unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. First and foremost, 
This is by establishing what? A tawheed. And without the establishment of tawheed, then a person can never show thanks unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But rather, they will be showing, they will be exhibiting and illustrating and displaying what? Ungratefulness. They'll be displaying ungratefulness unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, let us look. So we can understand this concept a little better. Let us look to Surah Al Jinn. Let's look to Surah Al Jinn. To verse number 18. Verse number 18 from Surah Al Jinn. Naam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says in this ayah, وَأَنَّ الْمَسَاجِدَ لِلَّهِ فَلَا تَدْعُوا مَعَ اللَّهِ أَحَدًا Allah ta'ala, He says what it means. And verily, the masajid, the masajid belong unto Allah. So do not call upon anything else other than Him. So do not call upon, don't, do not call upon with Allah anything, anyone. Naam, call upon Allah and Allah Ta'ala alone. Now, so we can better understand what is intended by the mentioning of this ayah. Is that what? We're saying that in order to establish thankfulness and gratitude in order to be from those who show thanks unto Allah as Allah Ta'ala commands us here in his ayah we have to be from those who worship him and him alone and that when we do that then this is the beginning middle and the end of showing thanks unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with those other things that are necessitated when it comes to showing thanks like utilizing the bounty to uh, uh, to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Not utilizing the bounty To disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So on and so forth All of these things fall into Showing thanks unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So When we look back now to this ayah here From Surah Al-Jinn Allah ta'ala He says that the masajid belong unto him The ulama of tafsir They explain That what is meant by masajid here Then A few things from them, or a couple things. From them, what is meant by them, by masjid, or the plural of masjid. Naam. And we know masjid, the place that we worship. The masjid. Naam. Right. The plural of masjid is masajid. Naam. So what is meant by it is the masajid, those places of worship belonging to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So do not call upon others along with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inside of the masjid. Now, I want you to reflect on something because this will bring us to the, also the other meaning of uh, masjid or masajid here in this ayah. And that is what? That is that when one reflects over the masjid, the masjid is put together, it is built and constructed from materials. Now, whether that materials be brick and mortar or that materials be a uh, frame, a wooden frame, now, or be some elements of steel and you know other type of metals and, and so on and so forth uh, and even uh, plaster pvc pipe whatever the case is now when one reflects upon these these items that are used to build the masajid now they realize what all of these items are created all of these items are created and all of these items have been created by who by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all of these Items have been created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So do you see the disrespect? Do you see the heinous nature and the arrogance and audacity of an individual that will utilize that 
which Allah has created to worship other than him. They take those things that Allah created and then they worship other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is the epitome of being ungrateful. That is the epitome of being ungrateful. And Allah ta'ala commands us to what? To be of those who show thanks. So being of show, those who show thanks, then, then this, this necessitates the establishment of a tawheed. Also, the ulama, they explain that what is meant by masajid here, then it also means, it means naam, the physical buildings, the masajid, but it also means those limbs by way in which we use to make sujood. They're also called masajid. The limbs that we use to make prostration to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is also, yani, could be referred to as masajid. That those limbs that we use to prostrate, then we should not utilize them to worship other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because to do so will be ungrateful. You're going to take that body that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you, and then you're going to worship other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by way of it. This is the epitome of, of a person showing ingratitude unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah ta'ala here in this ayah in Surah Zumar, ayah 66, Allah ta'ala commands us, commands us, But rather worship Allah alone and be from those who show thanks. So the reason why showing thanks we have been commanded to do it is because of what was aforementioned. Now. Sheikh Abdul Razak, he goes on to mention, he says, فَالشِّرْكِ And here we mean what? شِرْكِ الْأَكْبَرِ نعم مُحْبِطٌ لِلْأَعْمَالِ كُلِّهَا Then شِرْكِ الْأَكْبَرِ It destroys all of the actions. It destroys all of the actions. Now, I'm adding شِرْكِ الْأَكْبَرِ Meaning I'm adding أَكْبَر The Sheikh, he mentions فَالشِّرْكِ فَالشِّرْكِ نعم uh, And he leaves it general like this. And at times, the mashayikh and, 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 and the, the ulama, they, they leave it general because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he leaves it general certain places inside of the Qur'an. And this is to instill fear. This is to instill fear from falling into shirk. Naam. Although what is intended is major shirk, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sometimes he, he leaves it general so that we are scared and frightened away from falling into shirk, period. Because the only way to fall into major shirk is that a person has has to pass by minor shirk. So they do the minor shirk, then they gradually will go on to the major shirk. But if you avoid all shirk, then you'll never fall into major shirk because you won't fall into minor shirk. Now that makes sense? And uh, if you look at Kitab al-Tawheed, Imam Muhammad bin Abdul Wahab, he brings the ayat inside of the, uh, of, of the chapter, being scared of falling into shirk, and he leaves them general. He leaves them general. And likewise, you find from the ulama of the past, who, yani, they will mention them in a general sense like this, because when you mention them in a general sense like this, then shirk al-asghar also can enter into the meaning. Naam? For example, Allah Ta'ala, he says, that verily Allah does not forgive that shirk is made with him, but he forgives other than that to whom he pleases. Now, meaning other sins, lesser than shirk, 
then he'll forgive to whom he pleases. If you look at the construction of this ayah, there's no differentiation between major and minor shirk. It just says Allah does not forgive that shirk is made with him. Now the muhaqqiqun from, yani, uh, from the ulama, they mention that what is meant by shirk in this ayah, then it means major shirk. It means major shirk. Naam? That that is what is being referred to. Because there are some uh, uh, differences between major and minor shirk. There are some differences between the two. One of those differences is that what? Is that yani, uh, minor shirk, an individual, he is subject to still have his deeds accepted, an individual will not stay in hellfire forever, so on and so forth. Naam, so on and so forth. Whereas major shirk, a person, their uh their will they will not be forgiven by Allah. Their deeds will be yani all of their deeds are gone. Minor shirk, only the deed that it mixes with is gone. But the rest of the deeds remain. Major shirk, all the deeds are gone. Yani minor shirk, a person he he can come out the hellfire. Major shirk, a person will never come out the hellfire. Now, minor shirk, a person can still be a Muslim. Major shirk, a person leaves Islam. So on and so forth. There are yani things that differentiate the two. However, in the ayah, Allah Taala He leaves it general. Shirk, whoever makes shirk, so that a person don't fall into the minor, they never reach the major. That makes sense. Naam. But alakulihal. In this regard, Wallahu a'la wa a'lam, we find Sheikh Abdul Razak, the Sheikh, he leaves it like that. He says, Fashirk, muhbitun, lin a'mal kulliha. So shirk will destroy all of a person's actions. I added major because we understand that is the context of what we're talking about. Why? Because this, the, the difference with minor shirk, it doesn't, it doesn't erase all of the actions. Just the action it mixed with. Just the action it mixed with. Right? So, for example, if a person made minor shirk in a particular prayer, then that particular prayer or that portion of the prayer don't count. Right? But if a person makes major shirk, then none of their prayers count. None of them. They're all gone. All his righteousness is gone. Naam? Right. The Sheikh Ghazani says, وَهَذَا أَمْرٌ he said, in this affair, Allah Ta'ala, this yani, he revealed it unto his Prophet, وسلم, which is also an example, right? So, if I were to ask you, give me an example where shirk was mentioned in general, but what was intended was major shirk and not minor shirk. Give me an example of a text where shirk was mentioned in general, but what was intended was major shirk and not minor shirk. Then an example would be of the ayah that we open up the class with from Surah Az-Zumar, verse number 65. Because Allah Ta'ala, He says, لَإِنْ أَشْرَكْتَ لَيَحْبَطَنَّ عَمَلُكَ And if you make shirk, then your actions are rendered null and void. But we understand that what is meant by shirk here is major shirk will destroy all of the actions. Whereas minor shirk only destroys what? It only destroys the action that it mixes with. Naam? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa awha bihi ila jami'al nabiyyin min qablih 
and he revealed to all of the prophets before him that if they make shirk, then all of their actions are null and void. Allah Ta'ala, he says elsewhere in the Quran, in Surah An'am, verse 88, And if they make shirk, in general, right? If they make shirk, then all of what they used to do will be rendered null and void. Then all of what they used to do, it will be rendered null and void. So what is meant by shirk here in this ayah is which type of shirk? Is it akbar or is it asghar? Is it the major or is it the minor? Then, as aforementioned, it will be the major. That if a person makes major shirk, then all of what they used to do from righteousness and good deeds is gone. And all of what they used to do from righteousness and good deeds, it is gone. Naam. Like. وَذَلِكَ أَنَّ الشِّرْكِ الْأَكْبَرِ Now the Shaykh, he explains. وَذَلِكَ أَنَّ الشِّرْكِ الْأَكْبَرِ This is because major shirk, إِذَا خَالَطَ الْعَمَلِ When it mixes with an action, major shirk, when it mixes with an action, قِلَّ الْعَمَلِ أَوْ كَثُرِ Whether it is a lot of deeds or a little bit of deeds. Now, shirk al uh, shirk al al akbar, major shirk, when it mixes with the deeds, whether those deeds are minuscule or plentiful, whether they are a little bit or they are a lot, batala ajmal, all of it is done, all of it is gone. Wafasida kullu, and all of it is yani null, null and void. All of the actions are are gone. They are erased and they null and void. A la yuqbal, meaning they don't count. La yuqbal minhu shay. Istemiru. The person does major shirk. They're upon major shirk. None of their good deeds are accepted. None of it. La lam yuqbal minhu shayun. Nothing is accepted from him or her. Nothing. No deed is accepted from them. From righteousness, of course, right? We understand. No deed, meaning righteous good deeds, not accepted, gone, don't count. But as far as the evil that they do, that's written for them. You see that? The evil they do is written for them. But righteousness, they don't have any because none of it counts. Why? Because they made major shirk. Now, I want you to reflect upon this. The Shaykh, he brings, yani, subhanallah, a very, a very, a very appropriate concept for us to reflect upon. The Shaykh he mentions he says وَهَذَا يُسْتَفَادُ مِنْ بَابِ الْإِعْتِبَارِ بِالنَّظَرِ فِي الْأُمُورِ الْمُفْسِدَةِ نعم المفسدة. He said in this we, we benefit from this from the standpoint and that's related to the issue of looking at those things that will cause corruption uh, looking at those things that are of detriment نعم Inshallah Ta'ala be made a little more clearer um, the the actual English words are escaping me right now. Is a better way to say that that is escaping me. But inshallah, Taala be made more clear uh, in what in what follows. The Sheikh he mentions he says He said in this affair you find many of the people they gain understanding as relates to it. They gain understanding as relates to it. They look at things and. They gain understanding of how you preserve 
those particular things and what things have to be avoided so that those things are not spoiled. Now, that human beings, they, I mean, they have a lot of as uh, various industries, they look at what will preserve a certain thing and what will be a corroding or uh, corrosive factors uh, of, of certain things that will lead to their destruction or their ruin or their spoiling or so on and so forth. Now, well, في يعني ترتب الفساد على اتصال بعض الأشياء ببعض. They look at it from the standpoint of they examine those things that if brought in contact with other things will ruin them, right? So those things that if brought in contact with other things will ruin them. And so in preserving, what do you do? You keep the two things away from each other, okay? So if element A will bring ruin to element B, then in order to preserve element A, then you keep away from it, what? Element B. This is how it works with a lot of things inside of the dunya. People, they look at it and they pay very close attention to it and all of us every day we we involve ourselves in it all of us every day we involve ourselves in it Naam? we look and see what will cause corruption what will what will harm things what will harm things and those things that we find that are harmful then we uh don't bring the two together we don't bring the two together the sheikh says على مراعاة هذا الجانب في حفظ الأطعمة والأغذية. He said, for this, you have sciences that are dedicated, sciences that have been erected and put together, sciences, right? That their sole concern is looking at and examining uh, those things that will preserve food clothing, so on and so forth. Now, that these things will preserve these types of foods, these type of foods, you keep them dry, for example, you don't expose them to moisture, because if exposed to moisture, then this will facilitate in the growth of bacteria and fungus, whatever, yeah, so on and so forth. Now, you keep them at a certain temperature, because at this temperature, then it will help to preserve it, but it don't, not colder, because if it's colder, then it will ruin it, but not hotter, because if it was hotter, then it won't work to preserve it, so on and so forth. They bring it down to an exact science. The exact temperature has to be to preserve this, the exact yani, uh, type of environment, the type of yani, uh, 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 you know, environmental environment has to be in, the, 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 the humidity levels, so on and so forth, in order to bring preserving to these particular things. Now, the same reason why you know, in the winter time when it's snowing, you won't you won't keep your laptop on or your yani desktop computer or any type of yani electronic uh, on the porch because you know it's, it's too cold. It's, it's going to ruin the circuits and to the end of it, the motherboard gone because it got wet, it got too cold, whatever. Huh? To the end of it. So on a daily basis, we give concern to preserving certain things that we deem as being important and valuable to us. Now. وكيف أنه لو وضع كذا مع كذا الأفساد and we look at it okay if we put this with this then it'll harm it it will destroy it and so on and so forth نعم وتعمل الاحتياطات الكافة نعم والكافية نعم الاحتياطات الكافية حفظا للطعام and we put together all type of things يعني preservatives that will Safeguard food in all type of ways of storage and so on and so forth to save to safeguard food. Men and in order to not 
spoil it in order to not spoil it or so it wouldn't spoil. Right? So we put forth all these things to avoid things from spoiling, to avoid things from being ruined, to avoid things from being corrupted, so on and so forth. Right? So because we're looking to escape, ruin, spoil, and corruption. The Sheikh he mentions now, keep all this in mind. The Sheikh he says, He said, but what ruin, loss, and corruption is worse than shirk? Shirk is the ultimate loss and ruin. And this is not to say that looking at manners of preserving the food is not important. No, that's important. We understand that because the food is not um, kept properly. If it's not stored properly and then we ingest it, it could lead to all types of sicknesses. It could lead to all types of sicknesses. So it has to be stored and handled properly so that or in order to avoid bodily injury, in order to avoid sickness. Now, and in some cases, death, huh? so on and so forth. Now, so these things are important. No, no one argues that. However, the corruption or the end result of a person eating spoiled or tainted food, you may get food poisoning, which will cause the problems that are related to food poisoning, right? Or at its very climax, you will die. The very climax, you will die, right? You with me? But that's the worst that can happen. But if shirk is mixed with the individual, what is the worst that's going to happen to that individual? Is that they go to hell. How long? Forever. Do they come out? No, they don't. Will they be forgiven? No, they will not. There's nothing worse than that. That's a loss you don't come back from. There is nothing worse than that. That is the ultimate loss. Hence, now we see why Allah Ta'ala, He says, وَلَا تَكُنَّنَّ مِنَ and verily, undoubtedly, you will be from the losers. Because that is the ultimate loss. To, 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 yani, to meet Allah and you got shirk al-akbar, you got major shirk, the ultimate loss. There's, you understand? There's no form of losing that's worse than that. Those people in the hellfire, that's it. That's the ultimate loss. No matter what level of the hellfire they're on. That's the ultimate loss. You fail. That's the ultimate failure. Shirk al-Akbar, you're not getting out. You're not getting out. You're there forever. You see? There is no corruption worse than that. So that's because shirk, yani, it destroys all of the actions. Huh? So therefore, it destroys all of the deeds. وَيُفْسِدُ دُنْيَا الْمَرْءِ وَالْآخِرَةَ and it destroys a person's dunya and his hereafter. Shirk, not only does it have bad repercussions in the hereafter, but it also destroys a person's dunya. Look at the mushrik. Look at the mentality. Look at the aql of a mushrik. It's deficient. There's not a single mushrik. There's not a single polytheist in the world that is truly intelligent. They are all functional idiots. They are all functional morons. They're all stupid. I don't care if they got a PhD. They're stupid. They're an idiot. Because how in the world 
You claim to know so much, and then you worship other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You worship things that are made in factories, that have stamp on it, a sticker on it, say made in China, and they worship in that. Statue of this saint, statue of that saint, you flip it over and say made in China. Ya subhanallah, what kind of intelligence is this? What what did Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he, he, he said, in, in, in showing the deficiency of the aql in the time of jahiliyyah, he said we was to make idols out of dates that we bring with us to travel. The traveling, yani idol, we bring it, it made out of dates. And then on the travel, when we got hungry, we found it to eat, then we ate it. Showing the deficiency in the aql. How is something who you eat it going to benefit you, going to help you, going to protect you, going to save you from something? A statue, you don't even save itself from itself. A little baby come and push it over. It can't even stop itself from falling to the floor and crashing. But yet it's going to do something for you. It's going to repel evil from you, repel harm from you. And it couldn't repel the fall from itself. They couldn't, it couldn't repel the repercussions of the fall from itself. A person dead in his grave, his deeds are done. They're cut off. Now, the person, he can't help himself. But a person call upon him to, to help him do what? To help him do what? Protect him from what? The person can't bring good for himself. He gonna bring good for you? He can't repel evil from himself. He gonna repel evil from you? So the mushrik is an idiot. The mushrik is an idiot. And I'm saying it like this in this context, just speaking, yani, truthfully and directly amongst the Muslims. Now, I'm not advocating that anyone go to the kuffar and tell him, look, you bunch of idiots. All you kuffar worshipping these idols and that. All you stupid. No, no. Don't say that. That's not how you give da'wah. That's not proper. But we're speaking amongst ourselves. Muslims. Naam. So we're going to call it like it is because it's appropriate for this setting. But when you're giving da'wah to the kuffar, no. Then you debate them in a manner that is best. And that is not by calling them idiots and morons. Okay? So. <laughs> yeah, I just want to point that out. Alakulli hal. The sheikh, he mentions that this... Shirk, it will destroy a person's dunya, his worldly life, and his hereafter. And they will be in major loss. And if they had something from prayer, or they had something from fasting, or they had something from charity, Lam tuqbal. It will not be accepted. shirk al It will not be accepted because shirk would have mixed with that action, or because shirk would have mixed with the actions, the actions of an individual. So therefore, what? So therefore, their actions it will not be accepted. It will not be accepted. Naam. Therefore. Their actions, it will not be accepted. Their deeds, their righteous good deeds, it will not be accepted. Why? Because they made shirk. Al-Akbar with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Azza wa Jal, He says in uh, Surah At-Tawbah, verse number 54. Naam, verse number 54. Allah Ta'ala, He says, وَمَا مَنَعَهُمْ أَن تُقْبَلَ مِنْهُمْ نَفَقَاتُهُمْ إِلَّا أَنَّهُمْ كَفَرُوا بِاللَّهِ Allah Ta'ala, He says what means. And verily, nothing 
prevents their contributions from being accepted from them except that they disbelieve in Allah. Naam, except that they disbelieve in Allah. إِلَّا أَنَّهُمْ كَفَرُوا بِاللَّهِ وَبِالرَّسُولِهِ Except that they disbelieve in Allah and in His Messenger. So because they disbelieve in Allah and His Messenger, then what? Then their contributions will not be accepted. Why? Because of their kufr. Because of their kufr, then their contributions, it will not be accepted. Because of the shirk, the contributions, it will not be accepted. The deeds not accepted. Naam, because they disbelieve in Allah and in, in His Messenger. And Allah Ta'ala, He says in Surah Al-Ma'idah, Allah Ta'ala, He says, وَمَنْ يَكْفُرْ بِالْإِيمَانِ And whoever disbelieves in Iman, whoever disbelieves in Iman, Iman is what? At-Tawheed. Naam, Iman is the proper belief in Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. The proper belief in the messengers, the proper belief in the angels, proper belief in the books, proper belief in the day of judgment, proper belief in qadr, khayrihi, wa sharri, so on and so forth. This is iman, naam, the proper belief, al-iman, at the head of that, the middle and the end is what? At-tawheed, there's no iman without tawheed, naam. وَمَنْ يَكْفُرْ بِالْإِيمَانِ Whoever disbelieves in iman, فَقَدْ حَبِطَ عَمَلُهُ وَهُوَ فِي الْآخِرَةِ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ Whoever disbelieves in iman, then all of their deeds are null and void. Done. All of their deeds are done. And in and in the hereafter, they will be from the ultimate losers. In the hereafter, they will be from the ultimate losers. This ayah is found in Surah Al-Ma'idah and is verse number 5. And then Imam bin Baz, rahimahullah ta'ala, he goes on to get into some of the harms of a shirk some of the evil and destructful and destructive yani uh, ramifications that uh, that that will happen to a person who makes uh, the shirk and he says wal khulud finnar liman mata alay he goes on to mention some others we should say some other uh, the destruction and harmful uh, repercussions of a shirk the first being that the deeds are rendered null and void Naam, and that an individual they will be in the hellfire forever. Naam, that an individual they will be in the hellfire forever. But bidnilahi ta'ala, we will save this portion and that which follows it until the next uh, sitting. Bidnilahi ta'ala, fa natafi bihad al qadr, ala nabiyina Muhammad, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in, wa jazakum allahu. خيرا